Welcome to the Gathered Truths Podcast. My name is Jen Yaki. Join me each week as we create this sacred container for discovery and healing, a place where you are invited to safely inquire, contemplate, and explore the paths of wellness, awareness, and truth. Together, we will listen, breathe, learn, and grow so that we can show up for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Welcome to Gathered Truths. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 14. So I hope that you are well. I hope that when you are listening to this, you are at peace and at ease. But as always, life is in session, so that may not be the case. And so I I honor that too. So before I get started today, you have the opportunity to meditate with me three days a week. So not just on this podcast, but I have a Facebook group and do five to seven minute live meditations on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. And if you can't make it live, then there are a whole bunch of recordings. And I am slowly but surely also uploading those to YouTube. So you can go to Gathered Truths on YouTube if you are trying to stay off social media and listen there. So this week, this week has been a doozy. Has it been a doozy for you? I don't know what's happening with the planets, the moon, the stars, um, but it has been a doozy. And I love the remembrance um, in um, Buddhist practices. There is something that is called the second arrow. And so the first arrow is the suffering that occurs in life because there is, and, um, but because there is suffering, there is also an end to suffering. There's also the relationship that we have to suffering. And so the second arrow is the suffering that we put on top of the suffering. So the reaction that we have to the suffering, the actions, the behaviors, the emotional responses, those things are the second arrow. So the first arrow we can't really do much about because life is in session. And if you have a life at all, um, there will be suffering. Um, But we don't want to layer upon layer the suffering. So this week, I want to talk about peace, and that it is not found. It's not something that we need to be on a search for that peace is something that we cultivate and create. So what do you think about that? How does that sit with you? I always found like I would find myself saying, I just need to find some peace. I 
I just need to find some, some ease. And really, the truth is, I can find it within myself because I can create it. I can cultivate it. But it takes some effort. And like we have talked about many times here, and I myself have had the experience, and also with my clients, is that sometimes we just want the easy button. (laughs) It might be more than sometimes. We just want it to be easy. And I'm not really sure where this comes from. I think it's the relationship that we have to busyness and overwhelm. And so sometimes we just want it to be easy. But anything that we start new is not going to be easy. It's just not because we've never done it before. So the thing that's actually quote unquote easy isn't easy. It's just that we've been doing it that way for so long that we don't have to work too hard at doing it. Sometimes those are awesome behaviors and sometimes those are not terribly awesome. So this week, my husband is traveling. In fact, he's traveling for, I should probably count out the the exact amount of days, but something like 12 days he's away. He's on a different coast. So even that has been a challenge. And then when he gets back, I leave. Like I won't even see him because he arrives Friday evening at 9.30 and I would have left Friday morning at 6 a.m. Thankfully, my mom is coming into town to look after Lucas because I'm fairly sure the dogs cannot and vice versa. So there has just been a lot. And so there has been a mirror in front of my face all week. And that is uncomfortable. You, when you don't have other people around you, you just have yourself and you, your behaviors and your actions and your responses. Um, it can be, um, a source of clarity, a source of irritation, a source of dread, like, oh my gosh, I have to work on that. But also, it gives space to realize what needs to change, what needs to shift. And what I have found is that life is busy. Life is certainly more busy with Jay gone. And so hats off to all you single parents. You are amazing. Like there is no break. I used to laugh at people, um, single people and people that have kids out of the um, house, retired people, um, when they would say, thank God it's Friday. I'm like, are you kidding me? There's no Friday in parenting. There's no, there's no day off. (laughs) At least there isn't for me. So maybe that is the same for you. So some awarenesses that I have is that, that when it is this busy, when there are so many things on the table, when there are so many things to check off the list, I have to make effort 
to create peace. So when you have a partner at home, there's a buffer. There's a buffer during homework. There's a buffer of errand running. There's a buffer for the tasks that need to be done. They can be divvied up. But when you're on your own, whether your partner is away for a short period of time or at the moment you don't have a partner, so you're doing this life thing on your own, it is taxing emotionally, physically. So I normally sleep about eight hours. The other the other day on Thursday, like I was just telling myself last Sunday, all right, <clears throat> we just have to do our best to not lose it until Thursday. Like just hold it together. Just take a deep breath and all of your willpower reserves, those are going to be needed. And then there, but, but what I forgot was that willpower is not something that is never ending. Like you don't have an unlimited source of willpower. It needs to be filled back up. <laughs> it needs to be nurtured so that there is some. You can't rely on willpower for long-term change, peace, and ease. It just does not work. It doesn't work in addiction for anything. It doesn't work on quote-unquote diets. It doesn't work on habit and pattern change. It just doesn't work. It is a short-term solution until you can find something more sustainable, until the habit gets more ingrained, but you have to replenish it. So what I failed to realize was, um, yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to create some space here because by Thursday, your head might pop off your shoulders, regardless of the gazillion tools and phone calls that you have with friends and therapists and brothers and parents. It's, uh, you have to create that space. And so by, I guess it was Friday. So what I was going to say is that on third Friday morning, I didn't even wake up until 640, which is unheard of. And I'm throwing the covers off and scrambling around and waking up Lucas and doing the dog thing. And it just starts off, you know, the vibration, the energy, the frustration, the irritation starts off at like it's a seven already, and it's only 6.55. So yesterday, Saturday, I let Lucas know that mommy may not be getting out of her jammies on Sunday. One of my friends asked me to attend church with her today, and I was like, listen, I don't think I'm getting out of my jammies today. I think that, uh, this is how I'm going to create peace. This is how I'm going to create ease in my life. So I don't have to rely on that willpower to get me through because the truth is it's at a negative right now. Like there, I look in the cup of willpower and it is dry as a bone. But things like this podcast, cleaning up the house, getting the calendar put together for the week, maybe starting to pack for my trip. 
getting things in order for the work week for Lucas. Those things are helpful to me. Putting some essential oils in the diffuser. Finding my favorite face mask and putting that on. Those things for me are grounding, centering, and they are cup filling. So that by the time I wake up tomorrow and I look in that cup of willpower, it will be more than half full. I'll have eaten well today. I'll have the things around me that I love, time spent with Lucas. And that cup gets filled. So maybe you need to think about, if you'd like, how you can create peace and ease in your life amidst all the things that are happening. And I'm sure that there are a lot. But where can you carve out some space for you so that you can be your best self when you're doing everything else? Because if you're like me, when you're not your best self, when that dark part of you shows up, and, you know, if you've ever done any kind of shadow work, it just means, you know, Carl Jung talks about it and talked about it, um, that it's just the part of you that people tend to tempt down. We don't want to deal with it. It's what we quote unquote feel like is the ugly side of ourselves, Um And it's really not. It's just part of us. But my part is that I get angry. My voice gets loud. And then I feel horrible about myself. And then I spend so much time beating up myself and and wondering how I got here again. And, um, you know, one of the things I'm so grateful for, and I digress, but one of the things that I'm really grateful for, and I know that I am not... Um, part of the majority is that when I quit drinking 10 years ago, um, I had no physical desire to drink. So I quit and my uncomfortableness and my lack of wanting to be uncomfortable, I wanted to check out some way But once I had like 24 hours under my belt, I had just made this decision like that's just not an option anymore. It's just not. That's just not how I'm going to cope. It's just it's just a hard no. And so, you know, I feel for people that that's not the case for that they that they either have a physical addiction to alcohol, or they believe that they do. But I find the same thing, I understand the shame around relapsing. Because I've had this thing with uh, raising my voice. And it's a it's a real mirror when you have a child, right? I mean, if you can raise your voice at your at your partner or at your dogs or at yourself, and there's no there's not really a, a mirror there. But when you have a child, um, and children are honest, and they say, "Mommy, I don't like it when you raise your voice at me," or "I don't understand why you're raising your voice at me," you know, that's a that's a gut punch. And so when it happens, it feels like a relapse to me. It feels like when I watch some of my clients or um, 
other people around me in recovery that have relapsed, um, it reminds me of that. So here's what I tell myself if you're in the same boat. Both I tell myself, my clients this, and, I, and I'm going to tell myself this, is that just because you quote unquote relapse, a behavior relapses, it doesn't mean you, you lose all of the knowledge, all of the work that you had prior to doing the behavior again. You just jump back into that one neuro pathway that's quote unquote easy. And then that's a, an awakening, a red flag, a lighthouse to, wow, what's happening here? Why am I acting this way? Why do I want to check out? Why am I raising my voice? And more than likely, it's because your cup of willpower is gone. It's just depleted. And now you're serving from an empty cup. So I'm giving myself grace. I am hoping that you give yourself grace. And that you're a human being. And we mess up. And then we just do better next time. So let's finish today's podcast with a brief meditation on acceptance. And just coming into an easy seat, or if you're walking, move the shoulders away from your ears, soften the jaw, soften the belly. Take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And maybe you want to do that again, a big sigh, like a big inhale and a full exhale, really big sigh. And just notice yourself. Maybe you just are aware of how depleted you are. Maybe that's causing some anxiety. Maybe you feel that in your body someplace. Maybe your head feels really full. Maybe you're doing some beating up of yourself saying some unkind things to yourself. But how about for just the next couple of minutes, we just let it all fall away. The beating up of ourselves, the poor self-talk, the responses, the reactions... And just giving it all some room to just breathe and be. Almost like writing everything on a dry erase board and then erasing it. Clean slate. And as you are breathing... Notice if when you look at that blank whiteboard, 
Do you feel more at ease? Do you feel like there is room to cultivate and create peace? That there is room for grace and forgiveness and beginning again? And relaxing back into the posture, shoulders again away from the neck and the ears, jaw is soft, belly is soft. And for the next few cycles of breath, let's make our exhales one count longer than our inhales, just slowing everything down. So maybe you inhale on a four count and exhale on a five count. Or maybe it needs to be a three count and an exhale on a four count. But whatever it is, just slow it down. And taking one more breath just like that. And before we conclude our practice today, just repeating to yourself in your mind or out loud, I am okay. I am able and willing to make change. I am able and willing to begin again. I know how to create peace because peace begins with me. And taking a deep breath in through your nose and out through the mouth. Let's see if we can practice some grace this week. Give ourselves a break. I'm guessing that there's more than me that needs that. So until next time, I wish you peace and ease and freedom. <laughs>